Hello and welcome to Taskmaster Down Under the Podcast. I'm Casey, your host, and we're about to get into episode four. That's right, you heard me, episode four of the podcast and episode four of Taskmaster Australia, which is really exciting. Uh, I'm joined this week by special guest Thomas, who was fabulous and had some very exciting stories, which has led to other very exciting conversations. And I guess tasks for me. Uh, with a couple of exclusives from Alex Horn and potentially Mark Watson. I guess we'll find out. I won't drag this out at the start. What I'll do instead is drag it out at the end. So join me at join me at the bottom for that. Uh, what? I don't know what any of that means. All right, here's the episode. Bye. Welcome to the podcast, Thomas. Thanks for having me, Casey. Um... You're very welcome. And thank you for having me on a, a week where there was a really good episode. Oh my God, I reckon it was potentially the best episode we've had. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, good. I'm yeah. glad we're on the same page there. <laughs> so obviously you're a Taskmaster fan. What brought you into Taskmaster? Well, I was brought into Taskmaster because I am a fan of Alex Horns and have been for many years. And I'm really pleased that something that he's done has become so huge especially something that is has got his kind of voice in it so strong it's, you know it's it seems so much like his show and that he's not had to water down his sense of humor or anything so uh, yeah all of the across every nation I think and I again I haven't looked up all the words for each country's but every taskmaster but it's just it's very much I think a comparison to Alex and everyone knows that he's at the heart of it yeah I think so yeah I, I, I've been following him for a few years and um, I knew I uh, was also a fan of Mark Watson. I still am, but um, mm-hmm. for a long time um, I listened to a lot of his stuff. And he had a show called We Need Answers mm-hmm. uh, many years ago. That was a game show where the assistant was Alex Horn and Tim Key. Why have and, I not heard of this? <laughs> oh, it was, well, because it was it was just in the UK, and it was only a couple of series, but. Um, yeah. It was a show where, do you remember you used to have like predicted texts and, oh, not predicted texts, but you you could text a service and it would answer your question. It was like kind of when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went that was a while Google ago, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or smartphones where you didn't have Google on your phone. So you had to like text someone and like a bored student would Google it and then text the answer back to you. Right. So, okay. Um, they did a game show based around that and um, Mark Watson hosted it. Yeah, Tim Key and Alex Horn were the assistants. And then also, I really liked Alex Horn had a podcast called Alex Horn Breaks the News, which yep. was um, silly in the way that um, lots of his things are. And yes. also the horn section, like I was a fan of the horn section for many years. Yeah. I'm from the UK, but I now live in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And when I was here, I saw that there was this new show that Alex Horn was part of, but I just couldn't, wasn't able to watch it for many years because I didn't really know how to go to all the oh same cheeky places to watch it absolute nightmare trying to watch taskmaster over here still unless you're in the know (laughs) yeah exactly and for a while the only thing that was on over here that you could actually watch a full episode was they did an episode at like the edinburgh television festival or something where they got where they got tv executives to do the tasks instead of comedian and for a while that was the only thing i'd ever seen of taskmaster until maybe series four or five yeah um but that makes sense it, it has been I suppose hard for people to access which I think has made a difference to how the Australian one's been 
taken up by the public because a lot of them don't know Taskmaster. Yeah, I think especially because it's on on ten, I think that that's um, it means a lot of people are just going to be introduced to that format. Yeah, and it, you did kind of notice in the first episode, I think, because a lot of the tasks were quite simple and quite open ended. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it, thinking, I hope these get a bit more interesting. Like, yeah. even though it's it's still Taskmaster, and I still enjoyed it, it was things like you know, get the balloon out of the caravan. I'm like, well, that's that's fine, but yeah, I think. Because we're in season 14 or nearly 15 over in the UK, you kind of know how people would do that over there. Yeah. Here, I, I suppose, I, like I know Nina's a fan, mm. um, but I don't know if anyone else had seen it or yeah. so you don't know if they're coming in going like, we don't know what we're doing anyway. So simple's <laughs> fine for now. Yeah. And I really, I really like that it's kind of ramped up quite quickly here, but also um, especially with the New Zealand series as well, it's just become a lot more popular over lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's been access to it on YouTube and that Taskmaster's own, is it Supermax Plus, their own channel yep. where you can watch things? Yep. So I think its popularity is really ballooned in the past few years, which is really nice, I think. I'm really pleased that there's more people watching it. Yeah, I, um, I am too. And the more I talk to everyone I know about it, the more I'm trying to hook <laughs> just yeah. everyone in. I'm like, hey, guys, have <laughs> you heard about this thing that I don't stop talking about? Yeah. Like, watch it. I did really... I did really like that last week you had someone who just wasn't that into it. Yeah. Well, that was great. I mean, and that's, it's the kind of show that you can watch casually. So I have no issue yeah. with that. But I do try and just like hook people in by going like, watch this really funny episode first. <laughs> but as Liv said last week, she loves series two of New Zealand. And yeah. then I'm done now. Thanks. Yeah. It is especially good though. And you've met Alex? Yes, very briefly. Um, this excites me so much. You've got no idea. <laughs> but it was about 12 years ago I think mm-hmm. and so I used to volunteer at an art space here in Melbourne that's called Sticky Institute mm-hmm. which is um, a place that sells zines I'm not sure if that's are you into zines or you no know, because they're like nope. they're um they're like a self-published magazine kind of thing but very DIY like photocopies cool got um, it and every year for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival mm-hmm. We would tend to be visited by a comedian called Josie Long. Are you yes. by Josie? Yeah. Yes, Josie. So Josie used to come over every year and would hand out um, like leaflets and flyers and zines and things um, to the queue of people waiting to get into a show. Oh. So we'd come to to Sticky Institute every year just to do photocopying, basically. Wow. One year she came in and said, um, oh, my friend Alex is coming in in the next few days and he wants to find out you know, he wants to find some fun things to do in Melbourne. So when he comes in, can you give him this, you know, this pile of zines and can you just explain what you do kind of thing? And I said, yeah, that's fine. And um, like, sure enough, a few days later, he did turn up. And you knew Alex at that point? Like well, you... I'd, I'd heard of him. I'd, yeah. Because he was also doing a show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Comedy Festival. Yeah. Um, so I, I knew about him through that. Um, yeah. And I'd seen the poster. I think it was the year he was doing, he did a show where he, I think it was called Seven Years in the Bathroom, something like that. You know, you get those um, uh, sort of facts about how long you spend in your lifetime doing certain things. Yeah, like two weeks at the traffic lights, that kind of thing. Yeah, that sort of thing. I think he was trying to maybe recreate some of those or something. I love it. But yeah, so he came into the shop and I was there and um, was just incredibly awkward. (laughs) (laughs) 
even no idea even how happy by, this um, makes me. <laughs> even by the standards of zine makers who are themselves can be quite awkward. Yeah, he was just very sort of um, quiet and quite nervous. <laughs> and I just sort of yeah, I just gave him the thing that Josie had given given me to give mm-hmm. him and explained what we did at the shop and everything. But yeah, I was listening to I was listening to the official Taskmaster podcast mm-hmm. years ago um with Mark Watson as the guest mm. and he was part of so I'm sure lots of Taskmaster fans know but the original um the origin of the show is that it was uh, at the Edinburgh Festival mm-hmm. and um Alex Horn gave loads of comedians tasks to do and then when the Edinburgh, Edinburgh Festival happened and they were obviously all in the same place they got together and looked at the results and mm-hmm. I think someone saw it and said well if we get Greg Davis in and put it on TV, it might work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know how that leap happened to <laughs> we're at the Edinburgh Festival. Alex didn't invite Greg to be a part of it. And then they went, you know who would be good at this? Greg. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it worked really well though. It did, yeah. But I was listening to that podcast with Mark Watson and he said that he was part of that original Edinburgh run of the mm-hmm. show. And the one of the tasks he was given by Alex was give me something fun to do in Melbourne. Oh, I didn't hear that bit. So suddenly I was like, oh. That means I was part of a task then. Like that was that was that was Josie's um response to that task. Oh, um, that's cool. So yeah, I was just like, because obviously by that point, Taskmaster's my favorite show and I watch it every day and everything. So to suddenly yes. click and go, oh my god, I was part of that original you were thing. Part of that. Like in a very small way, obviously. No, so, no, no, take it. Absolutely yeah. wrong with it. You can be giddy about it. Well, I just wanted an excuse to be on this podcast, so I thought that was <laughs> I hope that was enough. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about my podcast, you don't yeah. need an excuse because I'll take anyone. <laughs> I mean um, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, and Mark said he what he got Alex Horn to do was to go in a lift and go up and down it for an hour. I think it must have been the the lift in the Nicholas building. Oh my god. Which is where Sticky Institute is now based. Isn't that well, fun? It's quite a cool lift. Like it's Oh, but okay. It still doesn't feel a particularly um, a Melbourne specific t- uh, activity, I suppose. Okay. I mean, maybe you can give me the details. I'm going to Melbourne next week. So maybe you can give okay. me the details and I'll go see the lift and see how fun it is to go up. Yeah, I can give you the address. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. It's on, um, it's on Swanson Street. <laughs> Perfect. I'll be there going, no, I'm not spending an hour doing this. <laughs> to be fair, it's more fun to watch from the outside because you can see the mechanism of the lifts going up and down and things but oh, i guess being in the lift itself is not that fun. yeah for an hour that's my problem my yeah. thought you're just going around in a circle really i mean it was the two of them together i think mark oh made okay it. they were mark and alex together i think that's probably different than if you got a friend but i'd be interested to know what everyone else suggested considering presumably some of them wouldn't have been to melbourne if if you're giving this task to 10 comedians from the uk well i'll t- what I'll do is I'll see if I can send a tweet out into the Twitterverse and see if anyone responds. Mark yeah. seems really good at responding to tweets. Alex has seen a couple. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Because be I, I might take their suggestions for my trip to Melbourne. Yeah. Because might have fun things to do. Well, I'd, I'd recommend Sticky Institute. And, yeah. it's in, and it's in the building with that lift. So you could go in the lift and... This sounds like so much fun. And then I'll be... And then through some kind of six degrees of separation... I'll then feel like I'm a part of Taskmaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and somehow yeah. I've met Alex through you. <laughs> yeah. Doing two tasks at once. So. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty. I mean, that's an epic story. Oh, thank you. I'm really pleased with that. You've got no idea. I'm such a nerd. I love Taskmaster so much. That's brilliant. Uh, 
I know I just regret not have I mean I didn't have a camera phone at the time so I regret not at least taking a photo of him there I mean what was this 2010 ish I mean around 2010 2011 something like that we were barely getting our Motorola like flips out then like yeah exactly you know we can't help that (laughs) yeah but I think it means that because he's because Taskmaster has since become so popular I think he's now like the most famous person who's visited the shop when I was there anyway I was just gonna say I think it's also the era when Alex Horn had very short hair like he was a skinhead for quite a while yep I've seen seen some videos which I think made him makes him a lot more threatening I'm glad that he's thrown out a little bit having a skinhead watching you do tasks is probably a bit more sinister than... yeah, I get it but I don't think anyone has ever called Alex Horn like threatening <laughs> like, I don't know that I can oh I know but together. if you if you didn't know about him and just saw photos from that area you'd think, oh you'd be scared oh, that, that's a wrong one right there yeah 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 he does look like a like a tough guy <laughs> All right, well, let's look at episode three of Taskmasters. Episode four? Episode four. Yes. Yes, mm. episode four, which was called Boom, 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 Boom. Yeah. Uh, so were you familiar with the comedians before going into the Australian series? I would say most of them, yeah. I didn't know I didn't know Tom Cashman, the assistant. I wasn't aware of his work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, knew, I think I knew four out of the five contestants. That's pretty good. Because, um, you know, I, I enjoy comedy. Yep. <laughs> so I would have heard of some of them. I don't know how big they are for sort of like Channel 10 viewers. Like, I don't know. Yeah, the problem is that you can, I've read the comments on the Facebook and Tom Gleason's pages and stuff. And a lot mm. of people aren't very familiar with any of it. And yeah. I'm one of the people that's like, leave them alone. Watch Utopia. Like, but then I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. People don't have to know them. It's fine. <laughs> I think that's the thing. They seem to be mostly from like the ABC, I guess. Although I'm sure they, my ABC viewers would know most of those people. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I was aware of most of them. Um, I absolutely adore Nina. I think oh, Nina's my God. Nina's but, the best. Yeah. This episode uh, is. Uh, uh, I mean, it's both a low light and a highlight <laughs> for Nina, I think. Yeah. In terms of, like, adorability, it's good. But yeah. But in terms of it's no. Yeah, yeah. in um, terms of actually doing the task, it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, thought, I, was, I was a big... I was aware of Tom Gleason, mm-hmm. although I've not, I've not watched Hard Quiz. Okay. And I wasn't, I'm still not quite sold on him as a taskmaster. Okay, I'm fair. Sure. Are you... Are you or are you on board for the? Do you reckon? I I think this episode actually took me back a step in terms of being on board. Right. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into it during each task, but I felt he yeah. was really kind this episode in an annoying way. Yeah. I uh, yes. I think we're going to have a similar gripe. Um, okay. Of that. But I think everyone, uh, because again, I'm holding them up to Greg Tier. Yes, I know. I find that Greg can be kind of quite cruel, but also quite warm as well. Yeah, he's, he's, he's at both ends of the scale. Yeah. And what I did like about it this episode is that he told the audience he doesn't care what they think, which was the opposite of the first few episodes where he was saying, oh, I really want the audience to like me, and so I'm going to do what appeals to them. Yeah. Thinking, no, that's not your job. <laughs> that's not what you're here for. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. The, I think I might have said that in my first one, where I was like, "No, no, no. You make the decision. You don't refer to other people, and yeah, you stick with exactly. it, no matter how wrong you are. Yeah. And let us disagree well, like, with you. Yeah. 
So I like that he actually told the audience that their opinion doesn't matter this, yeah. this episode. That was good. I wonder if that's just how he's gotten more comfortable as the days of recording. Well, he yeah. will be on day two yeah. of recording if it's the same as the UK styles of recording. So yeah, I think yeah, I think that's probably the case. But you know, it's still it's still early days. It's obviously like it's and only it, four episodes in. It might be wishful thinking if we say, "Oh, such and such might have been better." There's no guarantee. You will never mm. know. Well, also they could could then be contestants as well, which would be good. Which I'm really excited about, and mm. I keep saying it's there's going to be a series too, whether there is or not, because I've got a list yeah. of people I want on there. <laughs> Yes, well, me too. Well, in the prize task this week, it was the coolest thing they found on a walk within one kilometre of their house. Mm. They started with, I think they started with Luke, actually, who brought in an old chair that he'd found on the corner of the road. See, this is how I read the task, as it basically being a hard rubbish task, is that what what have you found? Pretty much, yeah. And I know that they did a similar thing in the UK series, um, with the skip with the skip and i noticed that they they phrased it as in thing that if you found it in a skip you would be most pleased by or something like that rather mm-hmm. than a thing you've found in the skip and taken home because yep. it technically counts as theft and so they can't really promote that <laughs> um so i read it as as luke did it as as um you know just a thing you'd found in hard rubbish that you'd taken home whereas it, uh, not everyone went with that some people just went with things they've seen and then have bought themselves or well, yeah, I didn't. I mean, Luke's was fine. Is it? Is it the coolest thing? I wouldn't have thought so. So I'm not well, again, angry. He, again, he was saying it was cool in the, the fact that you could sit on it and watch the view, or that <laughs> maybe watch the sunset. But then, when you take the chair out of that situation, you just put it in the studio. It's not quite as cool. Yeah, it doesn't really work either way, does it? But um, yeah. well, I thought at least he brought something in. Yes. Uh, Jimmy brought in a cafe, oh, sorry, a wanker cafe menu. Yeah, I'm really annoyed by this. I'm so annoyed by this. <laughs> and I it got I was, three points. Yeah, that's that's a travesty. Um, the fact that the person who bought in actual food came below yeah. the person who just bought in a menu, that's ridiculous. I know. So Nina I, brought in the Merrickville pork roll. Yeah. And I've, like, I've, I've, I'm, I'm vegetarian, but I've had... Um, I've had bar me from Marrickville and it's delicious. Like I was looking at that thinking that's such a great choice. Yeah. Even if it's a few days old, I guess you can't eat it. But <laughs> I think the fact that, that that Nina picked something that was actually delicious and you could actually get near that near the house and I mean, um, I don't wanna I don't want to throw a spanner in the works, but hmm. did her and Jimmy both find that on their walk? Like, are you finding a pork roll or are you going into a store and purchasing a pork roll? True. I guess it. I guess if you've just moved to the area and you don't know what's around, you yeah could walk, you could walk and then you'd find, find it. it. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, Jimmy's Jimmy's upset me. It was a it was a stolen menu from a cafe. Oh, yeah, I mean it's a terrible prize. I think it's a really weak idea. At least bring some of the food. Yeah, I mean. I mean and he was like, oh, look at the titles. Like one of the things is like plants have feelings too. I was trying to read them all last night and I was like, yeah, but that's yeah. just, what's that got to do with it being cool now? Is it the coolest? Because he was kind of making fun of it for being wankery. Yeah, I think he maybe looked at the word cool and thought, oh, it's. Hip stuff. Places that are trying to look hip, yeah. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, I would I would have given that one point myself. Abs- yeah, no, I agree. One point for Jimmy on that. I would have brought Luke and Nina up then. 
but I do agree with the next two. So Danielle found a live crab in the middle of a freaking park, mm. which I thought, hey, that is actually a find. It is an interesting find and it's a good story. My only issue is that your prize is a framed photo with the crab. Oh, I keep, every time I watch things with, with photos, I'm like, this is such yeah, an annoying That's disappointing. If she'd had a crab in her there maybe i mean maybe they're not allowed to bring live animals in i was gonna say that might might be an issue if she's found a crab and she steals it brings it in yeah and maybe sourcing a crab a live crab for the show was quite difficult but still (laughs) it's good to it's good to have it for the story at this at the top of the show but i think as a prize it's a bit disappointing yeah actually you're probably right the prize because the prize was the photo it's probably not the best one but her store but her find was probably the coolest to me impressive find yeah and then Julia brought in a dancing airman. Yeah, and I'm I've, I'm sure that this has recently been a prize in the UK Taskmaster as well. It was. Who was that for? I was trying to remember this morning who it was, but um, it's it's unusual to see the same two prizes across two different series. Yeah. So far together, but it's a it's a solid choice, and the fact that she's brought it in, and you get that. You get the joy of dancing along with it at the end of the show. I think it's that's, a great prize. It. So, I, yeah. so I agree with that being five points. And it's funny in mentioning that it was on the UK one. I can so clearly picture whoever was on at the end dancing with that freaking thing, but I can't say who it was. Like it's in gone. my mind, it, in my mind, it's Sophie Duker, but that might just be because um, I have a crush on Sophie Duker. So. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it was there, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think it was Sophie Duker. <laughs> No, I, I was trying to find it this morning, but every time you Google Taskmaster inflatable arm tube man, comes up with a gif of James Acaster dancing around like one of them. Not intentionally, like people that oh, are just there. Hang on, all right. I'm going to do a really quick Google right because <laughs> this is going to bug me forever. Taskmaster um, inflatable. <laughs> while you're doing that, I should say that um, I do, gen- like talking about Jimmy Price, I do mm. really find Jimmy very annoying. Annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I um. Did you say he was like in a in a kids' TV show? Yeah, he was um Jimmy Giggle from Giggle and Hoot, which was a kids' television program at like three thirty in the Arvo, or maybe later. It was like a bedtime thing for young toddlers. Yeah. All right. So he wasn't as um frantic as he is on the show. Oh, he was pretty frantic, but I think it's almost like you have to be. Yeah, I guess so. He was like a high five character. Right, okay. Are you familiar with High Five? I'm familiar. I've not seen it. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's fair. I've heard of it. It just means that Jimmy's the kind of guy that if I was in a pub and he came into the pub, I would leave the pub. (laughs) You know, it's just just so kind of loud and brash. Yeah. Anyway, maybe I'll... Hey, I I hear what you're saying. I mean, I probably wouldn't leave the pub, but I hear what you're saying. And you're welcome (laughs) to to leave. That's cool. I didn't find the inflatable airman. You're right. There's absolutely nothing that comes up. But uh, yeah, I think it's definitely been a prize recently. And (gasps) Oh my God, it just came to me. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Guz dances to it. Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, Okay. So so, that was uh, series 12. 12? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. um, I'm so excited. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, it's good because that was bit, that was bugging me a moment. There's something about I don't know if you agree with this, but there's something about prize tasks nowadays where prizes aren't as there's not as much jeopardy, I suppose. Like I, I think they were saying the idea of 
having people bring in their own prizes and then losing them mm. is that it makes the whole jeopardy of the show much higher. Yeah, it makes it a little bit funnier too when you well, see yeah. Ramesh's wedding ring up on the... Yeah, like wedding rings, houses, cars, that's not... That, that kind I think of... some of that is probably also, like some of the prizes across, and I'm not just, I mean, this Australian series, I mean, all of them, some of them are just a cop yeah. out. Yeah. It's just there a was... quick, easy, yeah, the, the guys will bring it in for me and it's a mm. picture of this and it's like boring. And I think Alex actually said that on the Ed, Ed's podcast last week. Yeah, I think, yeah, I did hear that actually, yes. Maybe that's why I'm thinking about it. Yeah, well, I was too, because he mentioned he doesn't like people bringing vouchers, you know, yeah. anything that you can't interact with as well. That's actually what he was talking about. But Yeah, at the end of the show. Yeah, which is why that tube guy is so good, because you can just dance along to it and it looks impressive. But yeah, there was one, the show that Fern Brady won in the last UK season. Mm-hmm. She won like one penny and a, and, a, and a stick with a rock on the end of it and like a fish finger sandwich. I'm like, this is so disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah, I was thinking winning your first show and you one of the prizes is literally one penny yeah, yeah. I mean she might have gave it back to Maybe. John <laughs> she probably did so, that was another thing they talked about on the, the last last podcast from Ed I'm, yeah. I like I'm just stealing all his stuff and just putting <laughs> it onto my own <laughs> but they were talking about how they don't know that that many people keep the prizes anymore either yeah but yeah I was like, probably fair. I don't want to go home with a fucking, like, maybe the checks. I'd want to go home with the blank checks, but yeah. I don't need anything else. I don't want the old couch that Sophie found or. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just a way of not taking it to the tip. Yeah. But yeah, that surely means that then you can bring in something really impressive. It's a good if you point. Can go home with it anyway. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the prize tasks are, I think people just, I don't know if they're trying to get points or trying to be funny. But it's not, some of them aren't working for me. But yeah, it's a good way of kind of introducing yourself at the start of the show. So mm-hmm. it's been, it was very useful for this series, I think. Yeah. I mean, and even though we were saying that the some of the prizes were lame in series 14, I will admit they gave me a laugh though. So like Munya doing yeah, his stupid okay. rock boomerang thing. Like yeah. it's such a dumb story, but I sat there going, this is so stupid. I like it. I mean, Munya is another kind of, <laughs> Munya is incredible. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say you were going to leave the pub if you walked in. <laughs> no, no, I like I really like mine, yeah. Oh, good. Um, uh, so let's look at task one, which was sink the bowling ball. You cannot get wet. The fastest wins. Your time starts now. I actually yeah. really like this. I like many others. So Luke and Julia were the first to have an attempt and both of them pretty much were trying to get the bowling ball into the water and then realised it didn't sink. Yeah. I would not have thought it was float. I was me either. I was fully expecting it to just be a case of trying to get it off that little raft. Yeah. So, and it's so a typical would... lure of Taskmaster though, to have all the bowling yeah. up there for them to try and throw and ah, oh, you know, we'll get you. Well having a little dinghy as well. well that like, too. I, think, I mean I, I think you're gonna have a similar gripe to me in this. In that several of them did get very wet. Now, you, now we're getting on to my little annoyance. And I was like, no, all disqualified. And I went, I'm so mean. I, w- I would say that in the case of, I think Julia just kind of sort of got her hands slightly wet. Yeah. Pushing the, pushing the ball under the thing. And I kind of thought, I can see why you say that's not getting wet. Because mm-hmm. if you got out of a thingy and 
you'd got a little bit of water on your hands you wouldn't be like oh i just got really wet doing that whereas if you were luke and you got out and your ass is just saturated in either water or piss it doesn't matter what it is wet. you're still wet i really like that he tried to argue his way out of it by saying that he pissed himself because <laughs> he said and he literally said piss doesn't count as wet I, I, look, I mean, it, it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think any wet, any water disqualified them, in my mm. opinion. But then they all would have been disqualified. I think they're too early in the run to really start doing that. I think that's probably their reasoning. Probably. It does, probably. <laughs> it does make them look a bit kind of weak. Yeah, no, it, that was a weak taskmaster moment. I agree. Luke's solution of putting it in the sink. I feel like it would have counted if you actually filled the sink with something and but then it probably would have floated <laughs> well yeah but it would be it would have been easier to weigh it down <laughs> if you do it in the sink rather than in the river so I, again he got wet and also he just put it in a sink so i don't think it counted i didn't hate the pun of it because i thought at least he's done something different <laughs> yeah true he was annoyed at that point i would say that you yeah, know, he had to I throw the pins and row out into the lake and then he got wet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So in the end, they ended up going on time rather than on wetness. Yeah. So yeah. he ended up with three points and Julia ended up with four points because she took eight yeah. minutes, 14 seconds to uh, put hers under the timber. So she ended up rowing out and just eventually putting the timbered thing on top of it. Yeah, I don't... I guess you could say that's sinking it because it's under the water it's hard to say it's yeah. not when other people did that too and then we're yeah. looking at more disqualifications according to my rules <laughs> i mean if it was me i would have said luke and jimmy got wet because you know even though nina didn't achieve the actual task <laughs> she did manage to get out and hit the ball and get back without completely wet. dry yeah yeah it's a, yeah, it's a valid point. but And then I would have said, well, Julie and Danielle both didn't sink it. They just sat it under the thing, so it's still floating. Yeah. So then we would have ended up with somehow Nina still on <laughs> one because the task hasn't been accomplished. Yeah. Exactly. And everyone else zero. I did like that they kept the timer going. I was hoping that was going to be the reveal. Yeah, well, she got up. She was at 78 days, 9 hours and 23 minutes <laughs> when they recorded in the studio. I mean, you know, let's just go straight to hers. Hers was freaking mm. hilarious the way she celebrated <laughs> Yeah. I mean, as I say, I really love Nina. I think I think Nina's incredible, but really funny. The fact that there was that celebration, I was just like, I really want to be your friend. <laughs> she just, I just love that she went so hard so quick and she just, yeah. and she's like, I'm down, I'm out of here. Why are you still filming? Oh, my umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going back and you think, oh, yeah, Nina's worked it out. Oh, no, it's the umbrella. No. <laughs> Just went, oh, that's just brilliant. And I mean, if, it, if there was anything going to sum up the episode for Nina, it was that. Oh, totally, yeah. Just like running around celebrating, even though you haven't even completed the task while you're in the studio. <laughs> yeah, I just think, oh, I think Nina's so great. I really love that her and Luke had the similar thing of like, Luke kind of did a celebration when he first knocked it off the thing too. Like he was yeah. like, yes I've got it and then he turned around and he went oh <laughs> the disappointment yeah. like on his face when you realize that oh they actually float um and then Danielle absolutely struggled she yeah. she rafted over there rode over there 
she couldn't sink it she got a crab net then she tried to sink it like weighing that down but it came out and floated again (laughs) i understand the crab net idea i think she was trying to put everything in there with a weight so that she could just chuck it all in and sink it like as a bundle and then yeah she's the chains in the end i don't know that it sunk (laughs) no but i guess it sunk as much as the others did yeah, it sunk. You're right. It sunk as much as the others did. She took 40 minutes and 23 seconds, yeah. which is a really funny amount of time. That's such a long time to spend trying to do that. Not that I, I don't think I would do better though. Like I, I still am not sure what I would do. No, I still think I'd be trying to somehow sink it. Just assuming that maybe if I've got the holes filled with water, it would sink. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to look up how bowling balls made. I'm imagining that it's like a cavity in the middle where your fingers go, but I don't think it is. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, I'm not but sure. Having seen Luke's one where he puts it in the sink, I thought, oh, I would try and retrieve it and then put it in a smaller body of water and sink it to make it a bit easier. Yeah, like, like a container like, of water? Or like put it in the bath and then like wrap something heavy around it, I guess. But even yeah. then, it might not work. And it might take longer than 40 minutes to do. Yeah. Well, you've got, by that point, you've got to row out there and get it first. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was wondering if there was a different way to get it because you can't really get to the other side of the lake that easily. But maybe you could get along the net or something. I don't know. Get the crab net and try and retrieve it that way. <laughs> it sounds like you're being pretty ambitious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as I say, I only thought that after seeing Luke's solution. So, I mean, I don't know if I'd think that in the, in the, no, I would have, I would have sort of utterly panic panicked. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't think we thought of that. Jimmy uh, ended up winning with two minutes and four seconds. He got five points. So he hit it first. Like, I mean, he hit it in one with the bowling pin, which was impressive. Yeah, that was, that was impressive. Yeah. And then yeah. he kind of went, yep, yeah, nah, that's, I, I thought it was going to float. And he even tweeted me last night and he was like, I knew it was going to float, but I still did it just to see. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, even if well, I knew yeah. it, I probably would have. So, yeah, he ended up sinking it. And I think he actually put it under the timber too, maybe. Yeah, I believe so. But he got five points. So, in the end, most of them were wet. Some of them weren't even sunk. Nina's still going. Yeah. Maybe even still, oh, I mean, presumably still going now. Well, that's what I'm kind of hoping. It's, you know, New Zealand <laughs> season. What are we up to there? Four. Maybe yeah. they've started filming that and they're like, why is there a bowling ball in the Ebola lake? Hmm. <laughs> what would you reckon you would have done in this bowling ball one? Like... Oh, no, I would have I would have fucked it up completely. <laughs> you, you don't mind me swearing, do you? No, not at all. Okay, good. No, I would have, sure. nah, I would have fucked the whole thing. I would have tried <laughs> to have, I would have thrown every pin mm. and then I would have freaked out about getting in the raft and having to get out there and I would have just been going in circles around the lake for yeah i think i would have capsized if i went in that thing i would have just avoided it entirely tried yeah, to find a way but there's no other way you could have gotten to it honestly like your idea about somehow getting the net or reeling it in or you would have been you would have fallen in yeah it takes more skill than i think i have so, um, <laughs> i mean yeah. i would have gone in with confidence but that does not mm, mean anything totally. yes yeah Last two was snap something, crackle something, pop something. The first snap, crackle, and pop counts. Most satisfying wins. You have 20 minutes. Yeah. I, mean, I like I, this one as well. I love this. I think this is such a good idea. And even though the, even though the actual execution of it wasn't great <laughs> for most of them, 
I really enjoyed it. And I think it's a really great idea. Yeah, um, I liked it too. Oh, Although one of my notes was they were kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like most of them got one really good one and then threw the others away. Yeah. So I guess is kind of inevitable um, yeah. in many cases. Um, and I, again, I don't know what I would have done, but it, it's, it, I really like the concept. Yeah, well, we started with Luke who snapped a bunch of chopsticks with difficulty, mind you. Yep. He put the mic or the boom, well, I don't know what they're called, into the rice bubbles. Yeah. And then he, I mean, at least he got one point for this, but he tried. He wrote a pop song. Yeah, I, I disagree with that as well. I think, I mean, I think maybe Tom gave him one point because the song was about how bold he is. <laughs> And how and how Luke's worried about losing his hair like Tom Gleason. Yeah, that was good. So I can see why you'd go, well, the first two were terrible and the song was taking the piss out of me, so I'm going to give you one point. But I, I would have put him a bit higher because I think the song was great. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I mean, I, I loved the song. I was actually really impressed at the whole beat and all of it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm mm. going to learn how to play now a guitar. I can't do that. Um, But then we had, like, so with the chopsticks, that was fine. The mic thing was a, a like a quick panic yeah. reaction. Yeah. The pop song was brilliant. But the thing that annoyed me with these ones were anyone who popped with their mouth. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's just one way you probably spend so much time thinking about one of the three things that you have to do the others. Yeah. No, it's fair. So we had Nina get two points for this one. So she she struggled. Yeah. <laughs> this was really <laughs> So Nina. No, she snapped the twig and then, then went and got more twigs. Uh, she, what was this? I think she squished cereal. Yeah, and then went and got something in a packet, like a plastic yeah, packet. Yeah, it was a plastic packet to crackle. And then we had the pop, which was her mouth. Mm. And then she decided she was going to try the jars, opening the jars. Yeah. But, I mean, as, it, was really, it was really funny, the fact that was, they... <laughs> the fact that they bleeped the actual noises. They bleeped out the B squad, as she called it, of sound. Yeah. But also the fact that she said, like, oh, can I have another go? And Tom said, yeah, all the information's on the task. And she had it with her and she just went, okay, next sound then. <laughs> <laughs> you have to reread them. Yeah. I mean, though, I would I would die on a battlefield for Nina. I think I think she's the greatest. Um, yeah. But yeah, you did. You did sort. It was. I was watching this thinking, oh, like your confidence against the actual fact that you've got it wrong is really funny. I mean, she's just out there having such a good time, though. The whole vibe is just so cheerful, and yeah, you're right. It's it's a weird love crush thing that I have going on there too. Um, but then we have like on the opposite side of things, we had Julia and Danielle, who both were. I was going to say trying to do big things. So Danielle was going mm. to pop the exercise ball with an axe. Oh, my God. When she walked out of the shed with those two items, I was so excited. <laughs> yes, here we go. This is it. I, I know that if I was on the show, I would aim to do something like that and not think of how dangerous it is. I know like, when they pointed that out, they go, well, yeah, yeah obviously going to bounce back potentially. I went, oh. I didn't even think of that. I guess those balls are designed to take a lot of lot of weight and pressure and stuff. So yeah. you have to get a really sharp axe to to pop it. 
just but yeah, I was just immediately like, yes, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, and she picks up the axe and says, I've been wanting to use this every day. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, yeah, that's the kind of person you want in the Taskmaster house. Someone who's been eyeing off an axe going like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, suggesting that and then having to just burst a balloon is disappointing. But so, Yeah, the popping a balloon at the end, not great. Snapping the, what are the film things called? You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, she snapped that shut, which was her snap. Which oh, I didn't... The, clap, the clapper board, yeah. The clapper, yeah, thank you. And then crackled the eggshell, which actually that crackle was brilliant. Sounded good, yeah. Probably that the was... best one of the whole lot. I agree. That was a great crackle. I didn't even know what it was until she. I remembered that she said, oh, there's an egg in this bin. <laughs> and also her face while doing it as well, looking really, like really concentrating on how it's going to sound. Oh, yeah. Satisfying, yeah. And that is where that word satisfying comes in and makes sense. Because hmm. yeah, that was satisfying. Yeah. Julia uh, also decided she was going to play with some dangerous things, as in the fire. So she yeah. set fire to the rice bubbles to get the crackle, which I was surprised kind of worked. Yeah. And, it, and again, the other two were just sort of nothing-y and I was well, yeah. like, oh, you kind of thrown this away. But then the fact, <laughs> the fact that she was setting fire to the, the rice bubbles with mm -hmm. one foot up on the <laughs> one foot on, on the table and mm -hmm. going like really looking into it <laughs> look, looking like it was like the most gnarly thing that's ever happened setting fire to some cereal yeah that was great it sounds so lame and I'm like yeah it would be exciting <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end they had a shot of the actual carnage of the it was only like four rice bubbles yeah Poor rice bowls looks a bit singed. Like, yeah, that's yeah. I, I liked her ambition with that bit. But yeah, she popped her mouth and as a snap, she just growled at Tom. <laughs> yeah. Also, I love, I love Julia. I think Julia's amazing. And just like so naturally funny. And um, yeah, the, well, fact like that she, the fact that she could make setting fire to some rice bubbles be hilarious is uh, a big tick for me. I was going to say, lucky for you, she's also on every second ad. Because they're yeah, doing uh, I'm a celebrity yeah. ads in between now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I kept, okay. Um I'd rather talk about um, the sound of snapping a photo frame in half, which was actually quite satisfying. I really enjoyed that. He yeah. snapped um snapped the portrait of the taskmaster and mm. sat on his I think his words were what was his words something about the most satisfying thing you can do is sit on Tom's face. Yeah, again, I was annoyed by the way he achieved all these things, but I've got to give it to him. It was impressive. But the, the the balloon exploding, like the two balloons exploding at the same time. That was definitely the best um, part of all of them. Oh my god, that was that was really good. I couldn't a I couldn't believe how big it got, and b yeah. I still got this a, like a shock and a scare mm. from that mm. happening on television. Yeah, I mean, I would never think to put a balloon inside another balloon and blow it up. So, I, you know, kudos to him for that. He did pretty well with that one. So he, Jimmy ended up with the five points, Danielle yeah. four, Julia three, Nina two, Luke one. Are you happy yeah. with that? Well, as I say, I would have put Luke a bit higher, but I think otherwise that's pretty fair. Uh, so task three, let's go to the task three that I'm going to out. Thoroughly mm. spread this generic yeast spread on the best thing. You have 12 minutes. Your time starts now. Second part, completely clean it off. Fastest wins. So, mm. yeah. So what Nina was... covered it in 
covered the world, the globe, I mean, the globe. And yeah. Danielle spread it on Tom's portrait. <laughs> I think they both looked very appealing. Like, I think the way that the way that Danielle made it exactly Tom's silhouette and then put eyes on it and stuff. That, that was really, really impressive, actually. I was and really the way, Yeah, and the way that the world was covered as well looked looks really impressive like she'd really like Nina had really laid it on yeah well um, the thing I was looking at was the wording of this because I did know there were gaps but it doesn't say completely cover it, it yeah says thoroughly spread it on there spread, yeah which oh, I think you can't, you can't debate on any of those really no um no. one of the things that I was thinking about the actual spreads is mm. that because I grew up in the UK I'm more used to Marmite yeah what is it different <laughs> it is. It's kind of. It's a lot gloopier. It's more syrupy, I would say. Marmite. Yeah, not fully, oh, but it's syrupy. it's it's got a more like a viscosity to it. Whereas Vegemite is, and we were allowed to say Vegemite, I guess. Oh, yeah. Vegemite. I don't think anyone's going. I don't know. Vegemite probably out there to find me. Although I do wonder whether they said that because it's not Vegemite. Maybe it's like a cheaper alternative to Vegemite or something. Because mm-hmm. that brand is quite pricey, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I can't, yeah, I can't see why they would avoid it unless it was going to be that someone did something bad. Do you know what I mean? Like if they're putting someone at risk of a, like. Well, I, th- I think they have to avoid it for advertising reasons because unless they've got a sponsorship from Vegemite to spread it over each other, then I don't think they're allowed to say the name. Oh, for, um, that's really confusing. I would have thought it would benefit Vegemite. <laughs> yeah, but I Maybe. think I think they probably thought, well, we can't say it's Vegemite because they've not they've not endorsed it I suppose yeah true um, and it was p- potentially putting people at risk <laughs> yeah but I did wonder if they'd also said that because it wasn't Vegemite it was like some off-brand version that was yeah. to get in huge fats <laughs> yeah look no matter how much Vegemite I've had in my life it would never fill that jar <laughs> <laughs> so well, I love it so, do you reckon Marmite would have been better to spread with or worse no I think it would have been a lot more difficult to apply and more difficult to get off as well because it's kind of gloopier and like oh. it's, I think I feel like it's stickier even like um it'll be like putting molasses on it or something you know what and I know they don't steal a lot of tasks back and forward uh but the UK should absolutely do like a cover this thing in molasses or marmite or something <laughs> well they did that one where they had to cover an exercise ball in green paint and that yeah when, when Nina was doing the globe I thought oh, it's very similar to that yeah um, and they had to then again they had to clean it off again so i think that's what was in my mind that that was going to come up um yeah, yeah the, globe, the globe looks really appealing i thought it, the I globe know. was great and i mean i loved this quote from nina which was maybe if the whole world was covered in genetic yeast spread we would all have one problem to unite against <laughs> thrilled I love that. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's fantastic and and with the framed photo of tom gleason covered in generic yeast spread mm-hmm. well um, they both i mean danielle got that yeast spread off so quick yeah i'm not surprised and i, I think am i thought it was like paper like the, fo- oh, the photo yeah. was like a papery thing because yeah. you're not getting vegemite off paper <laughs> no but if it's a if it's a photo uh-huh. it's photo paper maybe it'd be easier to do 100 percent. yeah that's probably what it was maybe, maybe. But then Nina's, so Nina put her world map, her world map, her globe in the bath. And honestly, that had me gagging. I don't know why I, I hated looking at that. Yeah, I would have, I would have not liked doing that. Um, no. And, but it's, I mean, I don't know how else she would have done it other than like a mountain of wet wipes. 
Like, I just, I just don't know. That would have been, oh, yeah, that probably would have been worse too. Yeah. I think you'd just I wipe think... and wipe and wipe and it wouldn't come off. Yeah. Do they have a hose in that house? Because I would have thought that that would have been, that would have been my go-to, just hose, hose everyone down. Yeah, hose would have probably been quicker too than her trying to run a bath. Unless it's not a high-pressure one, I suppose. I but... still probably would have used a hose in a hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't like watching hers but it was funny <laughs> and we got we got the wonderful moment where she uh, Nina couldn't say anything about like she just couldn't pronounce generic yeast spread oh, and she nearly said generic yeast infection and I, yeah. nearly, I just laughed so hard at that the embarrassment on Nina's face when she caught herself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and everyone oh. just said yeah we're waiting for that means <laughs> yeah uh, then we went to Luke was next his was mm. I mean, this is just having fun with it, isn't it? Luke stuck his arm in it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think you just I, forgot there was a task. Yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed that he. Yeah, it felt like he'd forgotten what he was meant to be doing because <laughs> I think my, my instincts when I would saw that job, but yeah, I'd just stick my hand in it just to see what it feels like. And so he's going with that sort of instinctual curiosity, and then to have a side game that was genuinely. Um, quite fun you know guess which one's my hand one's my hand and obviously it was quite difficult because he didn't get it right yeah i i i really enjoyed watching his attempt but it made me go i want to stick my arm in a jar of bet you might yeah and it's not something i want to do but i do want to i've only got this really tiny one that i can put maybe a couple of fingers in it's and it quite. says nachos it says nachos on it it's not quite as enjoyable It'd be it would be a weird experience for me to watch you stick your fingers in a jar of Vegemite, but have it just the listeners explain that. Yeah, <laughs> what I've eaten most of it. It's not full, so it wouldn't be. <laughs> it doesn't work, does it? And I don't really want to go and ruin the family's Vegemite here either. Um, <laughs> but I do like any moment like that, which makes you think, yeah, I kind of want to try that now. Mm, yeah, I've absolutely. seen a lot of weird things come up for me in Taskmaster. I'm like, oh, that looks like fun, but it's mental. <laughs> Again, I don't know why he gave up and just left most of his arm covered in it he could have kept going mm. he really did he just kind of stopped and went now nah, it's poo it. yeah <laughs> i've had another bathroom accident so. yeah sorry that was his second for the day Which, again <laughs> really good by production though having those two on the same thing yeah exactly that, yeah. it made it funnier that he'd the you know narrative. the narrative exactly right <laughs> and um yeah so his was funny but geez it was it was a shit attempt at the best thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so, I said, yeah, I'm sure he just I think forgot. if I was playing the, if if I was on the show, I would be like that. I just want to have fun, be entertaining, and I can tell he's not that competitive. So you no, know, he's not. You would go with that. You would go with being, um, yeah, just having enjoying. optimum fun rather than winning. I think if yeah, I actually. You know, I'm a, I'm a very competitive person sometimes. Like, I think I'm a bit Ed Gamble-like, and I yeah. don't think that's a compliment. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think there would be a part of me if I were on the show that would go, there's a jar of Vegemite here. I should stick my whole arm in that, even though I'm not going to win. <laughs> yeah. Like, or if there's a bath, like a full bath or something, like, I think your instinct should be <laughs> to do the yeah. worst thing possible. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's something that this show... Um, exploits quite a lot mm-hmm. uh, or and, you uh, get the taskmaster assistant to do it and exploit them so julia and jimmy kind of had similar thoughts so jimmy decided yeah. to cover 
the lesser Tom in uh, the Vegemite. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I get what he was trying to do. Someone would have done it to Alex. Let's not pretend they wouldn't have. Of course, yeah. But my main, my main issue with this is that even though it's within the rules, I think it's such a cop out to take a suit and take it to a dry cleaner. I think he should have done some. He should have tried himself to get the veggie market. Yeah, I think getting just, the hose out would have worked. Yeah, rather than just go, I'll give it. I mean, can you imagine the poor dry cleaner that receives a <laughs> a suit that has got kilos worth of Vegemite all over it? I mean, that's awful. It is awful. And that's and, why he took four days, 16 hours and 27 minutes. <laughs> Julia surprised me. The confidence of Julia to come out in a towel and spread generic yeast spread all over herself. The most I laughed in this episode was Julia putting the spread on her arm and just retching, like sort of saying, I'm doing this out of self-love. I'm saying that it's, that I appreciate that I'm the best thing here and also yeah. just retching really loudly and hilariously. Yeah. I'm the best thing, but I must hate myself yeah. a bit to be doing this. <laughs> I going to say, the only thing that I loved more than that was Tom's face when her tail dropped. <laughs> so is. Here's the thing. I find Julia very attractive, right? Yeah. And I didn't occur to me that because when she came out in a towel and was like starting doing it, I was just laughing really hard. Mm-hmm. But there's, there was that moment where she was making the noises with her hands, <laughs> going, like people on the internet would love this. Yeah. And then a towel dropped, and she had to like look Tom because because my name's pretty much Tom as well. Yeah. And she kind of whispered, we're in trouble here, Tom. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Seeing her, like, put bread on her legs and then put bread on it. No, I mean, like, they did point hilarious. out that this that was is... so unnecessary, though. Yeah. Like, this is hilarious, but also pretty hot. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, well, as she said, it was just a trauma response. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there was a moment where, where the second task came out and... They shot it really nicely, what, uh, but the bit where she's like reaching out to pick the task and it's covered in Vegemite. Oh no! And then hands, it looked like the it looked like the Sistine Chapel, the bit with Adam and God like reaching out <laughs> to each other. Really nice. He <laughs> ended up doing all that in six minutes thirty two seconds and got four points. Yeah, I mean my showers last longer than that, and I don't. I'm not covered in spread. Well, that's what I thought. I went, that's incredible to get that all off in six minutes, 32 seconds, considering Luke couldn't get his arm clean. Yeah. The only one who beat her was Danielle uh, because of her time. Two minutes, 21 seconds, she got the five points. Luke got yeah. three for his seven minutes, 33 seconds. Yeah, it was debatable if he did it. Oh, 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 oh. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, <laughs> Nina ended up with the two points for 11 minutes, eight seconds. Jimmy, one point for the four days. But yeah, I think the, this was another part where uh, Tom was a, a bit kind. Yeah. Yeah. Tom was quite lenient. But again, I mean, no one no one gets a particularly good score from not achieving what they, what they set out to do. No, I mean, you're right. Luke didn't get five points or anything. And Danielle was definitely the winner. And it, it's, a, it's an example of how sort of scaling back your ambitions in the first bit pays off. Yeah. Because like, when it says spread it on the best thing, you kind of think, oh, it's going to be a big thing. Or like the fact yeah. that she did on a tiny photo paid off <laughs> in the end. 
It kind of reminds me of the task in uh, series seven. Uh, I think it's seven. Uh, with the um, with the alarm going off and tie themselves up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how Phil Wang did fuck all. <laughs> he ended up doing really well on the second bit because he yeah. lost around the first task. Yeah, just kind of sort of bubbled about really slowly and it paid off. So it's Sometimes. nice having other moments that are like that though, because I like it when that happens. And the person who does really well ends up getting punished. Not on purpose, <laughs> they're punishing themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, one of my favourite tasks um, in recent memory. It's really great. Yeah, I think this was a strong episode of tasks. And then we had the live task, which was in your teams, recreate a famous scene in history for the taskmaster. Once the taskmaster correctly guesses your scene, you can start another. Oh, sorry, you may only speak in four letter words. You have 150 seconds. Your time starts now. I mean, it was okay. (laughs) It was okay. It was very similar to, there was one in the the recent New Zealand um, series where they had to recreate moments from New Zealand history. Ah, uh, yes. And so the fact that they made it not just Australian history was, again, a bit like, oh, well. I do wonder whether, I mean, do you reckon that Tom Gleeson kind of has to pretend to not be great at these things? Yeah, I'll... <laughs> I mean... Was like, How have you not got this immediately? Like, because they say events from world history and they're all stood together and they say wall you go well I know what that is but you have to wait for them to go wall wall fall and then fall over do you reckon he has to kind of let them play out the scene a little bit you'd have to give you probably would have to have a little bit of allow them to be funny and have the audience enjoy it but also maybe it is again because he's not normally like he's not in the show doing anything under times his time tasks that involve him yeah so maybe the pressure does get to you and you go I don't know what the hell's happening up there yeah yeah it was fine and I would have I think if I was playing it the whole thing about the four letter words just seems to be a way of putting you off concentrating like you can just do charades (laughs) or whatever Mm -hmm. and just act out the thing and not have to say uh cash (laughs) well that's how we got the episode title boom 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 from Danielle I was, hoping was, was that Ned Kelly? I think there was Ned Kelly and JFK. Yeah, and JFK. Yeah, there were two. I was hoping it was going to be a Venger Boys reference, but um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, the team of two, which was Danielle and Julia, I think they did struggle a bit in this one. <laughs> yeah, I think it's harder to have fewer people involved. Um, yeah. They also, I mean, I don't mean this in a negative way. They don't have the same improv out there extravagant vibe as the other three which I think lended itself to this kind of a thing where you've got to act it out yeah I mean they're both they're both quite instinctively funny like Mm -hmm. like like when they just are talking about the task they're really funny yeah I guess it's a different skill set to have to act things out I didn't I noticed that they picked up on the fact that they said the word brass and they were but they didn't really do it with the other team. Like the other team said a lot of two-letter words. I know. Oh, do you not have that written down? But <laughs> like they said no. They said no cash at one point for the GFC. And Nina said something about two. Oh, nine to five. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, nine to five. That's right. And so I uh, thought so we didn't pick up on that. We did pick up on the graph. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know they got away with it. Yeah. So they didn't pick up on that. I, I I did have that noted down as well. It's like everyone yeah. used incorrect amount of 
letters in their words, which if we were playing by my rules, this whole episode would have ended up with like just a prize task points. Yeah. Like I'm disqualified. Disqual- like you run all the time so i can see how maybe it's good not to have me as a task master. yeah i mean maybe they'll start doing that more later on when the audience has got used to the format i suppose yeah i mean and i, I think i said this when i was talking to mayor as well but yeah. or maybe it was live last week greg wasn't always strict either the first yeah, series was not anything like they are now that's true but i guess because there's so many people who got into Taskmaster recently and because it's become a worldwide thing. Yeah, we're starting from series 14, whereas... Yeah, uh, but people are already aware of the format, as yeah. presumably Tom Gleason would be. I mean, I don't know if he's a fan or not, but... Well, actually, yeah, I don't I don't know. I wonder if he did watch the UK one. It, there was, it was quite funny. <laughs> there were some yeah. moments that I thought were really funny. The funny thing is that the team of three did... Dolly the sheep and the only reason I got that so quickly was from um Chris Ramsey doing Dolly the sheep as one oh, of yes. his bad moments <laughs> like I instantly went oh, I know this one it's the sheep yeah <laughs> yeah maybe, I mean, as I say maybe it's the arrogance of being a viewer at home not having that pressure it, yeah it might, it might be that there's no audience to like yell at me but mm. I also don't think I would have got a lot of them I would have sat there being dumbfounded <laughs> I just, I can't remember anything. I only remember, and the fact that I've remembered Dolly the Sheep from Taskmaster in itself <laughs> is a worry. So the final scores were Nina on 12, Luke on 13, Danielle on 18, and then we had a tiebreak task between Julia and Jimmy, uh, yeah. both on 19 points. So the tiebreaker was Honka Carhorn the Quietest. Ooh. So Jimmy won by five decibels. Yeah, and I have to give it to him. It was a good episode for him. Um, despite what I've said about um, how I feel about it. <laughs> no, you've still got six episodes that might change your yeah, mind. And again, being able to dance with that inflatable guy behind him is brilliant. It's, it's a fun thing to do. Yeah. Well, Danielle's <laughs> in the lead for the whole series still. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I can see that though. I mean, as you've said, she's been good at five stars so far, so it's it's good to rack up points early like that yeah well this was the first episode where she didn't win the five points in the prize task yeah so was it four she got yeah yeah so you know still still high (laughs) well that was episode four of taskmaster australia so Mm -hmm. i think we're still on the up yeah i i and i saw um i saw you um tweet about it yesterday but Nina says that there's going to be a very chaotic task next week. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so excited about that. Um, yeah, I think it's going to keep keep getting stronger. Yeah, but I hope it keeps going. As much as I I kind of watch it as a fan and go, oh, it could be better here and here or whatever. It's mm-hmm. still Taskmaster, and I'm still really enjoying it. I feel like that too. So I hope it. I hope it keeps going. I think it'll. I think it'll continue to improve as I keep saying, and I. Even a bad Taskmaster, I probably still like over most television. I remember when when I first started listening to the like the official Taskmaster podcast. Yeah, you keep saying the word official; it's so weird. No, I'm kidding. I know, I know. <laughs> Just I only say that because I think it is the official Taskmaster podcast. It is. Yeah. But, um, but you know, the People's Podcast is official too. Yeah, true. Not that, 
this pod, this one there are a lot of taskmaster podcasts out there <laughs> so many i didn't know how many until i went to name it yeah but this one's very quickly become the one that i look forward to the most like i really like i really enjoy this one <laughs> um but i only say that because um i think in one of the early episodes at ed gamble's podcast mm-hmm. he said that he'd watched every episode of taskmaster at least twice and i was like oh that's cute <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that pretty much sums up. I may have seen each one dozens of times. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, that's why it's nice to have one that's by um, fans who know a lot of details and really care about it. There I'm, are sorry. a lot of people out there that genuinely love Taskmaster a lot. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying he doesn't care because he's only watched it twice. It's just more. No, like... no, he cares, but he cares in a very competitive. He was on it way, whereas we don't get that yeah. opportunity to brag like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd yeah. give anything to be able to get on ends and go. Listen, I've just done a series. <laughs> Listen to my thoughts. <laughs> but this yeah. this will do. And again, yeah. I watch Taskmaster every day. So, thank you for joining me, Taurus. It has been lovely to chat Taskmaster with you. Thank you for having me, Casey. Really you're appreciate very, it. You're very welcome. Oh my God, what an episode. Thank you, Thomas, for joining me. I'm so thrilled with this because, I mean, A plus for Thomas, but it has also led to me getting a DM from Alex Horn himself with some of the best things to do in Melbourne, as told by the contestants of the original Edinburgh, The Taskmaster, in 2010. I'm so happy. You guys haven't, I mean, you probably do have an idea of how happy I am, but to be lying in bed, you know, sweating, it's 29 degrees, I want to go to sleep, it's 11 o'clock at night, and my phone's buzzing and buzzing and buzzing, and I'm like, I don't have that many friends, no one's going to buzz me that much, and to look at my phone and see that Alex Horn had messaged me, I mean, instant crying, pretty much, I mean, I was tired, I was so stoked though, Um, just instant crying, writhing around on my bed, (laughs) this sounds weird. (laughs) <laughs> sweeter if I say I don't have I didn't have pants on pants means pants not knickers by the way I had knickers on I don't want to say knickers again um it's fine I put my pants on and I read like I didn't do that but I did read the messages from Alex and I was so thrilled with what he had given me um absolutely amazing what a star Alex Horn is by the way like how can you top Alex Horn as a person I don't know I don't know but maybe we should all try Okay, so, (laughs) anyway, (laughs) man, this podcast is weird. I hope you guys didn't expect anything normal. Oh, of course I'm having audio issues. All right, let's look at the list of things that Alex sent me from his contestants in the original Edinburgh 2010, The Taskmaster. From comedy critic Bruce DeSalle, DeSalle, hmm. Hey Alex, here's your customized guide to Melbourne. I wasn't sure what you meant by 10 minutes. What I've done is base your itinerary on your past shows. So he's got making fish laugh. You can go diving with sharks or see a big bellied seahorse at the Melbourne Aquarium. As one comment says, it's not as big or flashy as Sydney's aquarium, but it's still worth a look. Everybody talks. Another one of Alex's shows. This chap might be worth a look. See if his skills at reading body language even come close to being as impressive as yours. I tried to click the link to find out who it was. It doesn't work anymore. <laughs> when in Rome, frustratingly, you've arrived a day too late for the Melbourne Latin Festival. 
etc etc so maybe not quite in keeping with your 2005 show in which you tried to teach your audience the dead language of latin instead you might be able to get to latin mass fascinating bird watching in keeping with your 2007 feathered theme you could eat out here at the avery now i've looked up the avery and it looks like a pop-up place for like hire like weddings and functions and big parties so you know i don't know if alex ever ate there word watching 2008 with your fascination with the way that new words enter lexicons it might be worth a look at this online dictionary of australian slang the most recent entry is duvalaki which made it in 2010. you can then visit burke street if you need to get a higher car look here i don't know why that <laughs> okay the horn section there's a good jazz club and then with odds his 2010 show lose your shirt at the crown casino with a few bets well done, Bruce. Now, Josie Long's number one. I've arranged for the mayor of Melbourne to show you the most famous horse of all Melbourne. Call him to arrange. Now, I don't know if anyone's from Melbourne. I would have thought Maccabi Diva came to my mind first because I'm young. Ah, uh, but Maccabi Diva died in 2013. I thought, well, that's awkward. I can't see Maccabi Diva. But I think it's far up now that I've rethought about this question. And the question is, what's the most famous horse of Melbourne? I think it's far up. Anyway, let me know your thoughts. Number two, I've arranged for one of my favourite human beings to give you a tour of the State Library, including Ned Kelly's armour. Number three, go to the sticky shop later this week. It is my favourite shop in Melbourne, sells only fanzines. When you get to sticky, say, I am Alex Horn at the counter to receive something. Now that is where Alex and Thomas met and Thomas gave Alex stuff. (laughs) That's as good as I've got. But that's pretty cool that it's written in there, Thomas. So, woohoo. Okay, then there's a heap of general tips on where to find the best food. And it finishes with run around the botanical gardens. Okay, cool. Stuart Goldsmith. Stuart said, this task is to be undertaken at any time during daylight hours. Just so everyone knows, I haven't edited what I'm about to say to make it funny or weird or any of the above. This is just what it is, okay? All right. Get yourself to Burke Street, outside the Fine Art Gallery at the corner of Burke Street and Queen Street. You'll need the attached MP3 part of MP3 file, some headphones and an MP3 player, also a tram ticket and a black canvas bag or nearest equivalent. A scarf would do. Anything with which a human could be blindfolded easily. Stand next to the art gallery facing across the road, put on your headphones and play the MP3. Alex said that the MP3 is no longer available. He's very sorry. I am fascinated to know what was on this. I'm fascinated. I feel like it's going to be like a like a munyard ping pong balls over your eyes hallucination type thing happening. But I don't want to stand on the corner of a street blindfolded trying to find out. So amazing. If only we could remember. All right. Lloyd Langford said to track down a friend of his and give her a hug from him. Also, he wanted Alex to <laughs> buy him burial ground on dvd if it was for 15 pound or less he'll pay for it obviously uh but it wasn't released in this country i don't know what that means was lloyd in the uk uh it hasn't been released here but it's been released in australia it's a zombie film good stuff from lloyd steve hall said go to the european in spring street order tiramisu and creme brulee and eat them yes please good one steve dan atkinson said purchase and wear in public in public an Australian rules football top excuse me what football top did Alex Horn buy what team did Alex buy 
I'm an Essendon supporter. I want to know. Anyway, that is epic. Thank you so much, Alex, for sending them through. I hope you had a fab time in Melbourne doing those tasks. I have written down 12 from that list and I will be completing 12 tasks around Melbourne to tick them off the best things to do there when I go in a couple of months. I am literally planning a trip there just for this. I'm going to have a little holiday. It's going to be amazing and I'm going to tick off all the best things to do. So let's hope that that creme brulee is still there. (laughs) But really, this was great. I genuinely can't believe that Alex sent all that info through. So thank you so much, Alex epic stuff from you and great suggestions too from the comics really good suggestions i think my top pick is probably i mean the museum and the aquarium i don't go to melbourne enough maybe it should have said go to an afl game that might have been better because alex likes soccer i'm sure he could get on board with afl uh anyway that was awesome thank you again while i have you all i know i've talked for ages and I've had issues. But anyway, while I've got you all, please listen to the No Format Required podcast next week, the 6th of March, I believe. They will be releasing Taskmaster Audio Episode 2, of which I am a contestant. So yes, all this crazy stuff you hear from me on here, Tom's up by 100, because that was before I knew how to do anything. And I've tried so hard. Oh, I don't want to think about it. Anyway, please tune in to hear me lose my mind. (laughs) Much like you do every week with this. Anyway, I'm going to go now because I've had you on here for ages. Um, I will, yeah, catch you next. Tune in. Tune in next week, I suppose. In the meantime, get some rest. Have a good sleep. And I'll... uh, I'll see you for episode five of Taskmaster Australia. Bye.